And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dome with the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. Man, I'm excited about this one, Sleep. I'm absolutely ready to go. I tell you what, man, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. That's for sure, dude. The, the basketball team is bouncing back. Uh, football team in a bowl game. Can't wait for that one. We're going to jump into all that stuff. We're going to break down the win against Michigan. We're going to break down the win at Georgia Tech. Big one there. Uh, going to break down what we think is going to happen in the next game. Uh, we're going to go into the ACC football championship. Wonder how many of us watched that. Uh, spoiler alert, none of us. Uh, and then the Duke's Mayo Bowl. We're going to get in a few little mayonnaise conversations here and potentially some other things. Uh, Sleep Dog's been doing a little traveling to the nation's capital. Checked out some stuff while I was there. Big Hawk, what you been up to? Uh, where do we start? Uh, yeah, Sleep's been on the move, just going everywhere. We're worldwide here at Sleep Hawk, though. The ACC championship game, I don't even know who won. Uh, someone asked me if I was going, and uh, my <laughs> response to them was, I'm not sure I'd watch a game if it's being played in my living room. Um, no, I'm not going. <laughs> worldwide, you remember Worldwide Wes? Remember that guy? He oh was yeah, like I know guy. that guy. Yeah, I'm Worldwide. They call me Worldwide Stress. Yeah, so <laughs> I was not. Yeah, dude, come on. That game was. I mean, honestly, though, in a weird way, like it was probably the best game the ACC had to offer all year. Um, I'm googling here the football championship. It was Wake Forest. It was Pitt. Uh, both of which, I love to say this, they were living out our dream this year. I mean, we were supposed to be there, and given who came out of the standing, I mean, who came out of the thing, I mean, we definitely should have been there. Uh, So, yeah, that was a bummer, but I can't even find it on the internet. That's how shitty that game was. I I can't name one player for either team. Well, I just Googled the quarterback beforehand. Um, The reason I can is because, uh, what is it? I, I Googled Pitt. QB fake slide, because that's making all the rounds around here. So, like, his name's um, Kenny Pickett, which sounds like he would be a uh, a quarterback somewhere in the south, not in Pittsburgh, but Kenny Pickett. That's a, that's well, I don't know if that's a good quarterback name, but it's a good southern name. Uh, yeah, so the dude is, like, everybody's calling this thing, like, a really incredible like here's a here's a CBS Sports headline: Pitt QB Kenny Pickett fakes slide on incredible 58 yard touchdown run. Um, did you see that play? And I'm interested for your thoughts because there's been a lot of blowback about it. Yeah, I, I saw it. I thought it was a hell of an athletic play. Uh, I don't think many quarterbacks can go at the speed that he did, fake a slide, then go right around a bunch of defenders. Yeah, he got the one guy, but I mean, he could have got tackled by other people. You don't quit on a play until the I don't even think the whistle was blown, but uh, you know I get everybody's little hissy fit over it. But I respect it. if you can get away with it. Um, there's no rules against it. Go for it. And here's my thing. I I think you're right about the rules against it, and I think that's the big rub. The problem is that I have is like if a dude now you set the state, a dude goes and cleans his clock because they're like I don't know. I thought he was gonna fake it. The defender gets. Uh, it's a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down type situation, defenders kicked out of the ACC championship game. And it's like just for hitting him, not even for like targeting or anything like that. So I do understand. I thought it was one of those moves that like it's like Duke 
pump faking and leaning into the defender who's straight up on a three-pointer. That's what that kind of play reminded me of. But then again, it's, I don't like this guy, Kenny Pickett, because he's not Carolina and he's in the ACC championship. Nothing against him, Kenny. But uh, I think it was bullshit. Yeah, I can see the argument for that. It, it was a hell of an athletic play, though. And uh, when I watched it, I, you know, I was wondering to see how he's going to do it. But uh, yeah, I don't think many quarterbacks can get away with that. I don't think many quarterbacks have even tried it. So I, I agree I with that. It. Some of the some of the memes that came out of it were funny, talking about how you know the stress this dude was putting on his ACLs. Mine could never. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could real slide, much less fake slide, and still run for a touchdown. But hey, hats off to Pitt. I think they won, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they won 45-21. Yeah, what a, wow. I bet they're in a big-time bowl game. Uh, a lot of snooze fest for the ACC this year, but the uh, best part about the season is uh, it's over, essentially. So uh, we're going to the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. I don't. We don't even need to spend a lot of time on this, Big Hawk, but the thing of it is, is in my opinion, there's just so much to laugh at with this game. First of all, we're going to a bowl game in Charlotte for the – I, if, however many years we've been playing football, every single bowl game we've ever been to might be in Charlotte. Which, for those of you not, uh, you know, not, you know, if you're fulfilling the worldwide portion of our podcast here and you're not familiar with Raleigh Charlotte, dude, it's like, you know, it's a two-hour bus ride for these guys. Uh, we make it once a year. Every year we go to the bowl. It's in Charlotte. It's the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl. It's at eleven thirty a.m. Like we were thinking about going because it's on the 29th, maybe. I'm trying to see what I wrote down. I think it's either 29th or 30th, and it's in Charlotte. I, you know, so I was thinking, hey, is that a weekday? <laughs> Hopefully, it's a Monday. Uh, let it, yeah, I mean, dude, what a nightmare! And dude, you know, the worst part about it all is no one's going to play. You think Sam Howell's going to play in the Duke's Mayo Bowl? The 29th nope. is on a Wednesday. It might be Thursday. It might be a 11:30 a.m. Thursday. It's 11:30 a.m., dude. That it's is, insane. That is beautiful. It's um, and something I, to see. That uh, I mean, it says it all right there. Sleep. Hey, come if you want. Is there? Are, are they charging for admission, or you just walk in and watch it, and then stay for a quarter and leave? <laughs> Bro, I kid you not. Here it is. Big December 30th. So it's on a Thursday. Wow, that makes a difference. It's the Duke's Mayo Bowl at 11 a.m., 11.30 a.m. It's in Charlotte. And it's, of course, it's UNC versus South Carolina. They do this shit all the time. It's like, we got two teams that really kind of suck, but, you know, got large fan bases. So we need to put them in the same bowl game. And this is going to be the Carolina Bowl. And they're going to try, they're trying to make something out of nothing. And, uh, yeah, I tell you what, buddy, it's going to be hard to fill any seats in that stadium. I bet that place looks like um, – I mean, I bet you could get sideline passes for a dollar and a half. It's smart, though. I mean, South Carolina has a, a big-time following. So I see what they did, and I kind of like it because they're both really close. South Carolina cares, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. They want to win, and I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Sam said he's going to play. Did he? Yeah, he said oh, he's nice. going to play, so uh, I'm real curious to see if he follows through with that. I think we had a few players that said they were going to play until, you know, right up to the game last year. I'm not sure what the what happened last year, but, um, you know, it would be tough for me to play as high as a pick as, you know, he, he could be in some people's eyes and then go out there and risk getting hurt. But this game, let's be honest, this game really doesn't mean much uh, except for bragging rights. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina and South Carolina – I've been a big advocate for – I don't understand why we don't play the North Carolina-South Carolina rivalry 
uh, more. I know back in the day it was really heated rivalry. And I would like to see basketball, football. I'd like to see us get back involved with that. I think we can get you know some pretty good crowds and uh, games going through that. Bro, I went to see Carolina play at South Carolina one time in Columbia, and it was in like you know August. Bro, it was the it's the hottest. It's the hottest. Columbia, South Carolina is the hottest place on earth. You cannot um, convince me otherwise, dude. You know we were in there, had a bunch of we were well hydrated. Uh, really thought that it might be my last last journey into inside a football stadium, bro. I don't know how we made it. Uh, I, all I remember was it was the game where like a severe thunderstorm came in like the third quarter, and like we all evacuated, and there was five thousand people in a Bojangles outside of the stadium. There's only one one thing outside their stadium is a Bojangles. They they have sweet tea and uh, <laughs> bowberry biscuits and Fireball. Hey, but I got a question. What year was that? And did they have? I think they had a number one. Linebacker, yeah, they um, had to Javian Clowney, I think. I mean, I couldn't, I can't remember if uh, they all. I think they had Marcus Lattimore. Then. That was the guy that like tore his knee up yeah. five times. Yeah, and, then- and he was a monster. Um, he was good, man. I can't remember. This would have had to have been like ten years ago. Uh, How many times did that guy mess his knee up, dude? A lot. <laughs> a bunch of times. I man, mean, my dude, heart goes out to him. I know it was tough, but Jesus Christ. I mean, Lieutenant I mean, Dan had better knees I than mean, that dude. I mean, God, God, he was walking around like a pirate for <laughs> his career. <laughs> Damn Jack Sparrow trying to rush for 100 yards out there and probably could have against the the heels that, uh, that I thought, season. I thought we went over there and beat him one year. Uh, we probably did. This yeah, dude, it's so hard to find like to Google things like that on the fly. I have no, I don't remember what it was, but it was it was the most severe thunderstorm in the history of thunderstorms. And the best part was, I mean, you got, I'm, I mean, just imagine like there's one thing outside that stadium if I remember, and it's a Bojangles, and they were like every fan in the stadium had to leave because of the thunderstorm. And it's like they all tried to come, they all tried to pack themselves into their thing. The things I saw in there, I mean the the. Oh boy, it was it was memorable. Um, I would like to see a Bojangles on Franklin. Yeah, dude, it 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 makes some noise. It, they should put it right there under uh, top of the hill. That's I couldn't one thing agree. that could survive. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, spe- okay, so last thing before we get off of this, because right before <laughs> I asked, I was like, dude, you know, there's a there's a big mayonnaise thing. Like people are vehemently for or against. Duke's mayonnaise or like Hellman's or some other types. And you asked, you said the only other mayonnaise you would ever heard of was OJ. Um, OJ Mayo, he's a basketball player. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, remember Patty? I'm too young for that. Patty mayonnaise? No, I don't Doug? Uh, This cartoon when I was a kid? All right. I never watched cartoons. Boomer alert. Wow. Okay. Uh, There's a whole other (laughs) podcast on that one. But anyway, man, it's weird that there's there's literally like people get real pissed when you say, you know, uh, you put some other mayonnaise on something in the South. So in a way, I mean, it's fitting, right? It's North Carolina, South Carolina. It's in Charlotte, which is supposed to be the Carolinas team and is sponsored by a fucking mayonnaise company. Okay, great. I'm looking at the current partners. It's like, dude, Sleep Hawk could have slid in there for looks like a hundred bucks and got our logo on the website not sure sleephawk worldwide is going to be at that one you you know the funny thing about like this this mayonnaise this mayonnaise company duke's mayonnaise is (laughs) it's a very good company and it's it's probably just like you know a very good company to work for and it's got all probably all these perks and everything but it's one of those things where oh man hey what do you do why i work for duke's man duke's (laughs) mayonnaise and you just laugh but it's a good job (laughs) 
But you're just laughing like, oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Duke's Mayonnaise, we are accepting sponsorships, by the way. We're a big (laughs) fan of your brand. Uh, You can be a big fan of ours if the price is right. Uh, We'll even tell everybody that Duke's Mayonnaise is the only mayonnaise worth eating. So uh, even though it's all all a big lop of fat. Yeah, anything that starts with Duke, I ain't ain't messing with. But hey, if you want to come on the podcast, I'll I'll throw it on some sandwiches. I don't eat many sandwiches, but uh, I can mayonnaise some things up. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah, we'll start. Uh, Anyway... Start speaking of start speaking of mayonnaise speaking of yeah I don't know where this is going but we've won some basketball games and that's you know first time we felt good about that in a while I think coming into the pod last time you know we were sort of recapping a rebound win after uh, we lost to what you call it Tennessee but man the last two games uh, we've looked great mm-hmm. what are your thoughts here Big Hawk Hawk talk time uh, let's roll right into it fellas this is why everybody tuned in this is my time to shine let's go. Michigan, 51, UNC, 72. You know what that means, Sleep? W. We covered. Big time. First time we covered all year. Uh, The great ones do. The great teams make good teams look bad. They make bad teams look bad, period. Uh, Mission accomplished. We got the dub. little icing on the cake. We covered. When I watched this game, I thought this was a huge quality win for us. Um, I think it's the first time we beat a ranked opponent all year. This was big for us. Uh, They had a really good player, Hunter Dickerson, who was uh, preseason first-team All-American and 7-1, big body, had a big presence. Uh, I really think him getting getting into foul trouble opened up a lot of things for us. You know, it was lights out from there. I think Armando had a heck of a game. Armando had 11 points, 14 rebounds, and three assists. Now, Armando's, he's surprising me with how well he's passing the ball. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of different things this year, and he's, uh, you can definitely see that, you know, when I, when I look at what he's doing passing wise, he's always up there with assists. So I really respect that. And I think that's something that, uh, once you get a big man making all those assists, that really opens things up. You know, when we, when we watch this game, the real story here, uh, besides Dickerson getting into foul trouble, uh, I think Caleb kind of had a hero game. And I think Caleb played really well. Um, I think he came in and had arguably his best game to date. Um, not this year, taking out Duke from last year at Duke where he went off. But, you know, I thought he uh, really played well, hit some amazing shots, and uh, gave us a great lift. Um, Sleep, what do you think about the game? Biggest thing that jumps off at me is we had six turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were no fouls called in this game. Michigan shot six free throws. We shot three. Um, I mean, that's just crazy. Um, you know, it was, it was odd in that it was, you know, sort of weirdly slow paced. That kid Diabate, he had like, he had 13 points. I think he had 15 in the first three minutes. And then, you know, somewhere they took two away from him. He was so bad, but you know, it looked like it early on, you know, we were ahead by two at the half, but weren't we trailing sort of in the first half? We had gotten down a bit. I don't know. I just thought we 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 stayed real composed and we, you know, we did what we were supposed to do. Like if you're a Carolina fan going into that game, um looks here like now nah, it was pretty close in the first half. We got down a little bit like 5 at one point. But, you know, and then we just we kicked them in the second half, man. We uh you know, we played great. We held them to 35%. We played great defense and 
if you're a Carolina fan, this is the game that you, you know, you're used to seeing, right? Like you come in, all right, a little back and forth here early on, enough to stress everybody out, and then you just turn on the gas, dude. And like mm-hmm. you said, Caleb Love has 22. Baycott stuffs the stat sheet. Garcia is the guy that steps up this game. He's six for 12, 14 points, you know. Uh, Manic still, you know, doing his thing. And then, you know, we protect the ball, dude. We we I thought we played great. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I thought we played really well. Caleb Wise and Armando and Garcia came in. It, it, to me, I'm going to be critical here. You know, when I look at the the stat sheet, I only see, you know, three guys in double figures. You know, when I look at this win, Caleb had – he played out of himself. He, he had one of his best games. Personally, um, when I look at this, I would like to see a little more production spread across the board. I, I still think Kerwin could add a little bit more. And I think once he finds his confidence, I think he's going to be big for us. I mean, 17, 17 minutes, zero points. Uh, that's not really Kerwin. You know, I think once he gets his confidence and starts playing well, I think we're going to see a big lift. Because we know we know that Kerwin can shoot, and mm-hmm. we know he can do a lot of different things. And we saw it last year. He was a big surprise for us. And, you know, I really thought coming into the year, he was going to have a big year for us. I thought he was kind of overlooked by a lot of – a lot of the media people and the experts to say, but I think once he kind of finds his stride and where he fits in with this team, I think he's going to be a big uh, bonus for us. And like I said, RJ, you know, I still think for us to reach our potential, I think RJ has got to be a big time player and uh, step in kind of score and, you know, kind of relieve some pressure from Armando and Caleb. We'll see what happens once RJ gets his, uh, his full blown confidence but, you know, I, I would have – this is a big win for us. This is a ranked team at home, and uh, we weren't favored uh, to win. I think they were three-and-a-half favored uh, before the game. So, you know, this is a big win for us. Uh, not to take anything away, I'm just being super critical because, you know, for this team to be what it wants to be, we're going to have to get – you know, we're going to have to share the wealth a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also one other positive that I see – and I've heard Coach Davis talk about this. This is Leaky. I think Leaky's really mm-hmm. coming into his own. Defensively, he's becoming a lockdown defender, and I think he's really embracing that role, which is really, really good to see because you don't see a lot of college players that just go old school. I'm going to lock you down. Okay, I got the – where's the best player? Put me on him, and they're going to have a rough night. I love that side of Leaky because that's what he does best. We're starting to see that, and he's embracing that. And once he starts to do that, you're going to see all these little things. You know, he's going to get his confidence, and he's going to start making these these shots and playing outside himself too. So uh, I'm extremely excited about that. Yeah, and I think from <clears throat> to head back for a second on Kerwin, he's a fun one for me because he's statistically in the first eight games he's regressed a little bit. Right, he's not shooting the ball nearly as well from three as he did last year. But like you said, I mean, he's a pure shooter, man. And like once it's like, it's almost like once that dude, the one thing I'm, I'm sitting here as, we're, as you're going through this, I'm kind of pulling up their stats and sort of like, that's how I kind of relate to how uh, I'm able to just sort of like level with what I see versus reality. Right. And the one thing I see here that hasn't happened is he's yet to make a free throw and this is, or he's yet to shoot a free throw. Um, probably. So here's why I think that's interesting is because a guy like him, you know how they talk about, 
you know, when shooters struggle and they get to the free throw line and they make mm -hmm. a free throw and then boom, it's over, right? Yeah. So to me, um, I'm not saying, you know, Kerwin Walton, A, go get fouled, make one free throw and the rest is history. But when you see, when he sees the ball go through the basket, I think, I think that's when you're going to see a turning point. And he's the kind of guy that, you know, this is going to be a team that's going to have Caleb Love, Baycott, RJ Davis. And, you know, you got Manic, and you could argue Garcia. Like, some of these guys are going to score. They're going to have two or three guys that bring it every single night, right? And then they're going to have, a, in my opinion, a rotation of players that on any given night, it could be one, it could be the other. And on certain nights, you're going to have some of those guys in that rotation, none of whom or very few of whom play well. And Kerwin is going to be a guy that if he's hot, he's going to make pick up the slack. And I, I like what you're saying about Leaky too, because he's the kind of guy to me that is one of those guys where you're in a tight game. And, you know, if he's going to do one of two things, he's either going to um, kind of get frazzled a little bit and, and make a play that leaves everybody kind of like, gosh, come on. That's, that's kind of what he did some last mm -hmm. year. I think this year he's got a lot more poise and he's going to be the kind of guy that's, you're going to get that sort of steal and that surprise bucket or an assist or a, a, a heady play, yeah. um, and a smart shot as opposed to last year. I think he took a lot of bad ones. Mm -hmm. And, and lastly on RJ, I think you're seeing that man. RJ is real. I mean, you've said all along, he's going to be a big part of this yeah. thing. And, and, and that's, you know, obviously it, it, we we're counting on him but damn dude he's had some really good games one of which is a great segue is into georgia tech which is the game we just won on the road yeah. convincingly yeah so we'll get right into it uh we beat georgia tech uh 62 79 you know what the good thing about this game was we covered we covered again a theme two in a row we covered unbelievable and i called uh, the second cover by the way yeah you did we haven't we haven't covered all year and then we covered two in a row love it call that uh, streak <laughs> We're going streaking through the quad. Uh, streaking through the So to me, and a lot of people are going to hear me out, I think this is the best win of the season so far. You heard Coach Davis talk about this after the game. Okay, Carolina basketball is showing up every single night, and I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Okay, when you talk about the great teams and you want to be great, and we're watching – we're literally watching this young – this young team grow in front of us and we're starting to see players find their role and really embrace that. You're talking about Leaky, RJ, Kerwin's, Kerwin's going to get there. Believe me, mm -hmm. he's going to come. Uh, Brady's finding his role. Garcia's getting in there. But the one thing I like about this is we just had a big time win against Michigan. Okay. What do most teams, uh, young teams, especially do after they have a big time win? They have a big-time letdown, mm -hmm. and this game was super important to us because it's the first ACC game of the year, and it's on the road, and I can tell you from experience, Georgia Tech is not an easy place to play, and uh, I've lost a few games there. That is a tough, tough atmosphere. I thought it was great to see us get a dub there, and especially after we had a big win, but I will just say right from the get, uh, what I like about this game is I saw – you know, we saw more, you know, more players get on that stat sheet. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it wasn't just a hero game from one guy. Uh, we had R.J. Davis had 23. Uh, Brady had 15. Caleb had 17. Armando had 15. You know, I, I just love to see that. That, begin, that mm -hmm. means that the guys are sharing the ball. Everyone's playing well. And the guys are starting to get their confidence. Uh, so I love to see that. Um, but also, you know, when we look at this game, I'm not sure. Let me see here. How many assists did we have? Uh, we had 21 assists, 
and they had eight. Anytime that you see that big of a difference in a stat, that is like astounding to me. Mm-hmm. And we talked about chemistry is going to be something that this team has to develop. You know what you've seen, and you got to give Coach Davis credit. Okay, he's got criticized for you know defensively we struggled a little bit. Teams were scoring a lot, and we felt like a lot of people were playing not us, but you know the knock was this looks like a lot like ISO ball. Now we have uh, you know we we have a game like that where we get a lot of assists. And we're holding teams, so we're, we're really starting to come together. And uh, you know, I like to see that, see it. But uh, I'll just be honest with you: uh, we're tied for seventy fifth in assists per game at fifteen point one, which you know I think will improve, especially mm-hmm. as guys start to hit shots, but also as the chemistry develops. And I'll just I'll I'll throw this other out, you know this other stat out there is Duke is nineteen at seventeen point six, so fifteen. And seventeen, you see that big that big gap there. You know that's a quick turnaround. That's a couple more mm-hmm. uh, shots made, a couple more passes. You know for better quality shots. But Arizona leads the country with twenty three assists per game. Uh, we got a long way to go to get there. Yeah, but hell. you know this this is what I love about this win for us. Yeah, I mean it, you look at the stat sheet and it looks great, man. You got you got a lot of people playing big minutes and contributing. We shoot fifty six percent from the floor. We shoot. 59% from three. And what does Sleep Dog always say? Must I must be so into free throws because it's the only thing I feel like I could, I could ever do because uh, nobody's guarding me. But we shoot 87 and a half with seven or eight from the line. It's a you know, it's a theme, dude. We're 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 consistently shooting the ball well from a free throw line in games we win. We didn't we were two we were sixty-six percent last week or the game prior, uh, and that's a big hawk stat because it was two for three. We only went to the line three times and missed one, whatever. All right. So, like, I think we're shooting – all the things, all the little things that that have lost us games in recent memory, um, you know, aren't happening. Every single one of our players shot the ball well, which is indicative that they're taking good shots, right? Like, if every single player is shooting well – uh, something's working, especially yeah. if the other guys ain't scoring any points. And, uh, I mean, we scored 48 in the second half. We blew the doors off of them. Yeah, so, you, you know, you look at the game. We were tied in the first half for 31-31, and then all of a sudden, second half, 48-31. That's how bad we we outscored them, 48-31 to in the second half. And you, you mentioned it, too. It's the same thing in Michigan. We just mm-hmm. blew the doors yeah. off of them in the second half. And uh, also, when you look at the stat sheet, yeah, we we beat them up pretty good on the glass yep. too. Uh, Thirty three uh, rebounds to twenty one. Anytime you see that, I, I, as a big man, as a big man, you take pride in that because uh, you kick their ass inside, and that's a big deal. Uh, anytime you're you know you're limiting teams to one shot, you're getting the rebound, and you're getting offensive rebounds, creating more chances. That's great to see, and I think that's a huge uh, statement to defense kind of finishing the play which is which always is uh difficult so yeah i mean we we look great so far i mean and 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 a couple guys like rj is really i know we kind of touched on it man but he is uh damn he's playing well and it's it's been fun to watch him and i i can't wait to really see i'm trying to get back here i was on the uh the team stats here he's shooting over 50 percent from from three uh so is Dawson Garcia, Manic shooting 41 and a half. I mean, and these aren't guys that are taking a hand. Caleb loves shooting 40 from three. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, these are guys that are uh, really, you know, volume shooters on this team. And they're shooting at high percentages, which, again, that tells me 
you know, they're they're taking good shots. And that means they're buying into the system, in my opinion. Okay, I see Caleb Love across the top, leads the team in points, leads the team in assists, leads the team in steals. Mondo leads the team in rebounds. He's probably pretty close in points and uh, obviously block shots. But, dude, this is what we need to see this time in the season, man. It'd be really cool to watch this team get a couple big wins under its belt and really start rolling downhill. Yeah, I agree with you. And one thing I will say is I think R.J. Davis is the most improved player in the country right, That's, right now. Yeah, I can and, uh, I definitely agree with that. And it, the one thing I will say is I don't. he's not done yet. Mm-mm. I mean, he, he is going to get his confidence, and I think he's going to keep rolling. But I think he's going to start finding, once he gets his confidence, you're going to start seeing these consistent scoring efforts from him. You know, we'll see games of 20, then we'll kind of see, you know, six, four. But I think once he truly gets his confidence and works on his game enough, you know, it, it's almost like a mentality shift when you're, you know, you're trying to set the foundation, you know, have that confidence and also build trust, uh, not only in yourself, but you're having your teammates trust you, having your coaches trust you. Once you get that and you know you have that and you're not scared to make mistakes, I think RJ is going to be one of the best players in the country. And I mean that. Dude, 48% from the floor, 90% from the line, 50% from three. I think those are Steph Curry numbers, or maybe that was Seth Curry. Somebody was recently doing that, and it was a big deal on SportsCenter. Uh, I mean, that, that's impressive. And and again, he's averaging 14 a game, four rebounds, four assists. So like, it's not like these are some bullshit mop-up numbers. Uh, I mean, dude, this guy's playing extraordinarily i mean he's first team all acc you ask me right now so yeah so the stat you're talking about is 90 40 50 it's where you shoot 90 percent from the free throw line 40 from the three-point line and then 50 field goal percentage uh, steve nash was an expert at that he did that for his career yeah i mean the one thing i will say let's not put him in springfield yet um he, he's got a lot <laughs> to prove and he's an improving player and uh, i like where he's headed and uh, i think what he's doing so far is great yeah Absolutely, man. So on to uh, the next game ahead. Boy, it's going to be a barn burner. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, hey, but like Big Hawk always says, is why you play him. Uh, we're playing Elon, all right, at home on Saturday, 8 p.m. Elon, the fighting Phoenix or whatever they're called, come in at a hot two and seven. Um, and as you might imagine, I've heard of exactly zero players that have ever suited up for Elon. But I mean, what do you what do you look for in a game like this, middle of December? You know, I don't know. Hell, it might be on exams or done with exams or whatever. This isn't exactly a trap game. I mean, but but what happens here? I mean, do you do you how does the mentality shift as a team that's on a roll? I mean, my guess is you just try to beat the ever loving shit out of them. I mean, that's I mean, here's a here's the thing is, you know, North Carolina, more talented, uh, better basketball team. What do you got to do? You got to do what you do best. And that that's a mentality you should have for every game. You know, you go out there and you compete and you play, you do what you do best and you let the, you know, however the chips may fall, however the cookie may crumbles or, you know, whatever's crumbling or crackling, you know, that's what you want to do. And I'll be honest, this is a game where you got to come out and compete. I don't care who you're playing and you got to have that mentality of you got to be able to get yourself prepared for uh, anybody not just Duke, not just these big-time conference games. you got to be able to prepare for everybody because that's the way the tournament is sometimes, and great teams do that. They, you know, Great teams make bad teams look bad. And I'm not saying Elon's bad, but I'm not saying that they're the Warriors either. Uh, so we need to come out and compete, and this team – listen, 
this team is not good enough not to show up. Mm-hmm. I don't care who we play. They haven't hung a banner yet. So what you got to do is you got to go out there and compete. You know, the the thing that you learn is the teams that have hung banners, they bring it every single night, and that's why they have a banner hanging. So it's a home game. Last thing on basketball before we move on is I wasn't there at the Michigan game, but you were. And they I I heard tell that the that the how was the environment? It sounded like that um a lot of people were talking about how how great the crowd was, but I might be making that up. It was electric sleep. Good. It was euphoric. And uh <laughs> I had the fact checkers parents were in. We went to the game and uh we had a great time. It was uh it was a special night and I haven't seen the dome like that in a long time and it was it was great. I was sitting, you know, Coach Williams was a few he was a few seats over from me, saw him laughing and kind of mixing it up and uh step set right behind the student section. So it was great. It was great to see all the former players there too. So the environment was great. Yeah, that's the big thing for me, man, is is the fans. Like they gotta keep showing up, dude. You know, that's one of the things that I'll be hundred percent honest with you, dude. When the team starts, you know, when when it kind of get a little lackluster, you know, there's a lot of and look, COVID's got a lot to do with it right now. A lot of a lot of people still, uh, you know, uh, no matter what side of the fence on that you're on, probably has an impact on attendance to some degree. But you know, get out there and get loud, man. Follow these kids. They're 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 giving us what we wanted, man, and they're playing with a lot of heart. And it's really easy. They're a really really easy team to cheer for right now. Um, and I got I'm excited about you know, the next slate ahead, especially once we jump in there to the ACC. Um, other thing I'm excited about, Big Hawk, I'm not even sure how much time we've, we've been we've been run, rambling on about this, but the thing that old Sleep Dog is excited about is I'm a Washington football team fan. And Washington football team won four in a row. Uh, they won last night on a uh, – This is we're recording here on Monday, so they won on Sunday night on a field goal uh, to beat Las Vegas, and they play at home against Dallas next week. And they're two games back in the NFC East to win that one and one game back. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, breaking news. But uh, anyway, man, like the NFL has been kind of fun to watch here lately from from that standpoint. A lot of good games going on. Um, the Lions won. I mean, I mean, good for the Lions. Who's who's uh, who's leading the AFC? That's a good question because the Is other it the thing, Patriots? Um, maybe. Let's look. Uh, the other thing that everybody was talking about was uh, – how the Rams have apparently just yeah well the Patriots are first in the AFC East let's look at conference yeah they're first they're ahead of Tennessee they're at, who's a, no so so the four teams are four teams are eight and four New England Tennessee Baltimore Kansas City that's in that's in the AFC of course the Bills play somebody tonight they play the Patriots that's right are you sure is that it yep you're right okay so so that game would be a big one tonight obviously. Um, Bills win that one. They're also eight and four. There's some late buys this year. Uh, oh, the other thing they talked about was we, well, this is getting too far down the rabbit hole NFL wise, <laughs> but uh, Jacksonville lost again and they pulled James Robinson, their running back. He had like he fumbled the ball like on the first drive or something, and 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 Urban Meyer never put him back in. And he's easily the best player on their team. And everybody's scratching their head about you know, that one. You know who they let go a few years ago was that uh, Leonard Fournier. Fournette. Fournette. <laughs> He's French. Fournier. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of the basketball player. Yeah. 
Oh, Evan Fournier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was good. The Cardinals, dude, are lights out. They're 10 and 2, the best team in the NFL. No one really talks about them. Though. Nobody talks about them. The other thing is, uh, oh, dude. All right. So I spent the weekend. We went over over uh, the weekend and and I hung out with someone who I was uh, uh, one of one of Mary's, my fiance's friends, uh, boyfriends, and he went to Notre Dame. And the first thing I thought of was you because didn't take long. Tell me you went to Notre Dame. You want to tell him my joke or you want me to go ahead and tell You him? go ahead and tell him. How do you tell a vegan, a CrossFitter, and a Notre Dame alum, you're sitting at a bar, how do you tell if it's a... Golly. Boy, that's... This oh, is, my wow. God. So right. you're sitting at a bar, somebody comes in, okay? <laughs> this is a hell of a joke. How do you tell that they're a Notre Dame alum, a CrossFitter, or a vegan? Because they tell you right away. That's it. We finally got there. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just a long way around it. But yeah, I mean, hey, and in fairness, I did tell him that, hey, Tyler's a big hulk said that, you know how you can tell a guy went to Notre Dame is to tell you as soon as you meet him. Uh, old Hank, man, he was a good dude, did not tell me as soon as I met him. Um, but he made it, dude, he was really on, because that's the other thing we didn't touch on here is the college football playoff. So he's a Notre Dame guy. What Notre Dame had to have happen was – uh, Oklahoma State lose, and that's what happened first. So at that point, all they needed was either Georgia to beat Alabama or uh, Michigan to lose or whoever the hell the other team was, uh, Cincinnati maybe to lose. Mm-hmm. And, of course, none of that wound up happening. So, oh, Hank, man, if you're out there, dude, um, sorry, buddy, but welcome to my world where we don't ever go to the college football play. The The selection committee had said that they're going to um... – they would not like Notre Dame wasn't a valued team because Brian Kelly left. Yeah, and that's bullshit. I agree with you, sleep. And I like, and there's so much wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Why would you punish the players for that? Yeah. Um, you know, I look as a kid, man, I actually liked liked watching Notre Dame when I was growing up because they were always on, on television. Like they are everywhere in the world, I guess. But, um, you know, I followed them, Lou Holtz and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hard not to say Lou Holtz without laughing, but nonetheless, is he dead now? R.I.P. I, I don't know. He might be alive. Oh, my God. I don't know. But, man, that guy was – he was great. Fucking uh, legend, man. Lou Holtz was the man. Um, yeah. Golly. I hope he's still kicking. I hope he's still alive. I mean, I, I'm being serious. Like, a lot of times I try to joke around, but – uh um he's still hanging on i think he's still here wikipedia doesn't have that that last date on him um 84 god bless that's him. all oh there he is over there yeah nah man he's still kicking let's go man yeah get him on the pod dude i love lou holtz man he's the greatest i can't believe they don't put him he must have retired off tv <laughs> dude his stuff was the best because he's he got, he's the guy that got to that age and he'd say shit and you'd just be like dude what did you know he was the coach at nc state I didn't. I know I had to clean my TV screen every time he talked. <laughs> go to go to a Lou Holtz. Uh, go to a Lou Holtz speech, man. You got to wear a poncho in the first ten rows. But uh, man, that guy's a legend. I love that guy. He oh was. Oh uh, my god. He was the man. I don't know where. <laughs> he coached at Notre oh, Dame what man. seemed like forever, and it was only ten years. But damn, he started out at Iowa in the '60s. He he was the head coach at NC State, dude. No way. I don't like him. I didn't know it. Hate him. Hey, sorry, Lou. Um, anyway, we uh, – Who knew? Yeah, who knew Lou? Um, dude, NFL's fun right now because there's a lot of parody. There's a couple teams out in front. This whole Aaron Rodgers thing. So that's the other thing. Uh, Hank is a Packers fan. I was like, well, you better enjoy – and he's convinced that Aaron Rodgers ain't going anywhere. 
Um, and and there's one guy that talks shit to us like very early on in the pod or, or earlier this year in the off season. They were talking about all this stuff with with Aaron. And all I want is for Aaron Rodgers to leave Green Bay so I can go back to that post and do that comment creep. You know, like how when somebody says something and then four years later the person comes back and is like, "What now?" That I, dude, I have not forgotten about that. Sleep, one I think Mason. you're hanging on to that one. I am. That's and, not a good way to look at. It. <laughs> I mean, I'm living for it, buddy. Um, listen, I'm going to call it right here. I know where Aaron Rodgers is going next year. Where is he going? He's going to the Rams. Hmm. He's going. Stafford's out of there. What? And I mean, Stafford's good. He's not they're eight and four. What? They're eight and four. I know, but they they've lost four games. Well, they're five hundred. Aaron, get get old A Rod back there and see what happens. You, they damn, they've lost three out of four. Um, yeah, they ain't good. They righted the ship against the Jags. Shocker. Uh, they got the cards. Um, I guess that Sunday night. Yeah, dude, NFL's got it going on, man, and they got that one extra game this year. Um, yeah, God, my that's gonna be interesting. Is uh, steamrolling people. Sleep Dogs getting hot on the DK. Uh, on the DraftKings too, man. It's a fun time to be be a, be a football fan. It's a great right time now. to be. Somehow, alive. <laughs> somehow Washington's point differential is negative fifty one in there in the playoffs. They've been outscored by fifty one points this year, and they've won four straight. God bless the Washington football team. Um, that's a place I can see Aaron Rodgers next year or Sam Howell. Why in the hell would he go to DC? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Money talks. He's got more money than God. He's got a lot. He's a discount double-checking him up there. A discount double. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, dude. I feel like there's we should talk about something else, but I don't really know what to talk about because, I mean, we pretty much covered it. You got anything else? Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe.